The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Yeah, the famous Top Gear theme there. It might be the last time you're ever going to hear it. it might be the last time you hear it, certainly, uh, on television. The broadcaster, the BBC today, have announced that they're not going to be continuing with the current season of the programme. So the presenter, one of the presenters, Freddie Flintoff, he stepped down after getting injured in a crash while filming the show back in December. They're set to undertake a health and safety review, they say, around the production. There's a growing suggestion, though, uh, that this may spell the end for what was once a huge huge hit uh, for the BBC it comes just days as well after Soccer AM over on Sky was axed after a near 28 year run that is absolutely remarkable anyway the journalist John Bruin is with me now uh, John I mean let's talk about a Top Gear for a moment because uh, if a 28 year run is remarkable for so- Soccer AM Top Gear is, is on the go an awful lot longer but have, have shows like this have they just reached the end of the line? Yeah, it, it, well, Top Gear. You see, I remember Top Gear many years ago, sort of thirty-five years ago, and it would be fairly um, <laughs> just normal sort of car journalist driving around a Ford Fiesta, testing out its braking horsepower and stuff like that. And then it became this big franchise, as you mentioned. Uh, this uh, well, three public schoolboys actually: Jeremy Clarkson, uh, James May, and Richard the Hamster Hammond. Uh, and then, obviously, it's been through a few incarnations since then. Uh, but this idea of boys and their toys, almost like a, a lads mag loaded thing, it probably is a little bit out of date. And when your cast members start getting nearly totaled by the stunts you pull in, probably not a good plan to keep mm. continuing. I mean, it had this recent reboot, uh, which was, it did replace the public school boys, actually, with two Lancastrian lads in Paddy McGuinness, the uh, the comedian, and uh, Andrew Freddie Flintoff, the cricketer. Two working-class chaps, and then a, a, a journalist called Chris Harris, who's actually in the old tradition of it. It actually did work as a programme, but it does appear that, um, yeah, accidents will happen, yeah. and that's probably the end of it. Uh, the league, they get... I imagine the legal cost of putting a, someone like Freddie Flintoff in a car crash must be absolutely enormous. But when you, when you mentioned the kind of the the nuts are loaded or the kind of the laddish nature of it, I mean yeah. that brings in Soccer AM to a degree as well because that that was in a similar vein, wasn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Soccer AM is a, a complete child of uh, that, that mid to late nineties period. Um, let's say sexist. Obviously, had the soccerette. They had a girl dancing in front of a room full of football fans. Probably not a good look when you look back on it now. Uh, One of the presenters, Max Rushton, is a colleague and friend of mine, and he looks back on that with a wince. Uh, He really didn't want to have to do that, but did. Um, And it it reflected a time when football moved from being, uh, you know, about Bob Rill and uh, and, uh, terraces to a bit more cool, you know, indie bands sat in the studio, it just all that all-encompassing, almost magazine aspect to it. Um, and yeah, that's had its time, really, because we are now in an age where attention has switched to the internet, to phones, TikTok, 
all stuff that I don't understand. I'm not sure you, you do either, but um, it's, uh, yeah, soccer AM has had its day and it's become a bit of a tired format. Uh, I'm, I'm, I know Max Rushton, your, your colleague, as you say, he's been talking about it as well. And he's like, he, he defends elements of it. He talks about how successful it was. I was just reading a piece he wrote earlier, you know, three quarters of a million viewers they would have been getting, you know, at their peaks. So this was, this was a successful show. And 28 years is a great run. But again, to compare it to Top Gear, I mean, you, you could see Soccer AM disappearing into the wilderness. I'd imagine there'd be executives in the BBC notwithstanding the current problems in Top Gear, looking at it and thinking, you know, there's still great value in this brand. Is there any way we can polish it up and get it back out there? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, BBC obviously is a, a state broadcaster like you have with RTE, but um, if BBC World is a business. And uh, I'm sure you've had this experience where you switch on a hotel TV and suddenly Jeremy Clarkson and Richard Hammond appear uh, with repeats of that programme, it's a massive, massive money spinner for the BBC. And as you say, uh, it's a bit of blow if they're going to have to cash in that chip. They've made a few attempts to to, uh, to, to revive it, obviously, once Jeremy Clarkson got sacked. Uh, well, uh, actually, some sort of anti-Irish activity, in fact, as I've already yeah. And, um, yeah, it, they, they, they've tried their best to keep it alive. As I said before, I actually have watched the last few series, last couple of series. I think it's quite good. I've enjoyed the interaction between the, the team, but it appears that uh, they're going to have to rethink it. Now, maybe they might just go back to driving around, uh, you know, the new Vauxhall estate and uh, being a bit more moribund about it mm. rather than all these sort of wheezes and Noel Edmonds-style stunts. But, um, yeah, someone's going to have to go back to the drawing board on that. Uh, and uh, it's... Have to have to feel a bit of sympathy for the for people that are putting it together. Uh, you know, you mentioned the the state broadcaster here. Of course, they're going through a, a hiring process, if we'll describe it that way, for the late late show. And the uh, smart money seems to suggest that after sixty one years of men presenting the show, it will have to be a woman. It's hard to imagine if Top Gear was polished up and put back out there that you'd have three men driving around in cars again, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And that, that is a great point because, yeah, I mean, in the last few years. Uh, we uh, and there's been this thankful redress of that type of situation. And um, let's face it, on the roads in the day, uh, most we women driving cars. You know that's that's how how life is. And if you're going to make it a bit more, a bit less boys' toys, you know, for Lamborghinis and stuff like that, then um, you know you have to reflect the fact that women drive cars too. <laughs> Uh, and actually, you know, if you actually think of motorsport in itself, that still remains quite a sexist industry, doesn't it? And um, yeah, it, it's probably time to uh, to grow up, like you would suggest on that score. John, it's always a pleasure. Thanks a million for taking the time. John Bruin, the journalist. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.